Hello, hello everybody. You're welcome to another episode of the Coffee and Beans podcast. Um, it's, a, it's another episode where we share stories and get inspired by the many stories of entrepreneurs doing doing big things in their little corners. Um, my guest today is um, is a very interesting lady. I met her at a volunteering well we we're both volunteers at the youth program a couple of months ago and very bubbly very she's um the kind of she's like a she's like a goldfish you know she can't she she you 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 she's in, she's in a place and you cannot but notice she's there her instagram pages in fact it always cracks me up all the time um um she's she's a uh, She's a creative, a very, um, how do I put it now? Like she finds a way to draw you in without you, without you knowing that um, you are being drawn in. My guest today is Chiamaka Eliogo, founder and creative director of Derek Mano Shoes. How are you doing? Hi, Shola. I am doing very well. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome to today's episode of the pod. Thank you um, so much. Um, how are you? How are you? How are you navigating this this season, this this season of um, the hike in prices, just everything that is going on? How's how's business been or how's business going for you? Well, I am fine. I wouldn't say that um, myself and my business are not affected by yeah, we all are. you know Nigeria's economy, <laughs> but I I feel like or I believe that as an entrepreneur living in Nigeria, trying to survive in Nigeria. You mm-hmm. just have to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. You just have to keep going. You just have to keep um, looking for more ways to survive, mm-hmm. you know, despite the hurdles that we face daily, you know. So, yeah. Like I tell people, let me just give you a backstory. I tell people about, um, I used to think I never knew how to teach until <laughs> the COVID came. Right. And yo, I was selling courses online on shoemaking. Wow. Exactly. On YouTube or on where? No, it was just more like a WhatsApp thing. A WhatsApp, thing. right, right. Yeah. You know, because I was just tired of staying at home, mm-hmm. doing nothing. You know, we were limited because at the time I was even in Calabar. I was still a student then. Okay. Yeah. So we were limited to like, you know, movement and a lot of things. So I just said to myself, I can't keep being idle here. Mm-hmm. I had to make something out of myself. So basically as an entrepreneur in Nigeria, if you're not, you know, channeling your energy into being into innovative in what you do and creative yeah. in what you do, I feel like you're just going to miss out on it. So, I mean, I think, I think, I think adversity is, is, is one thing that brings out the, well, I say the, it just brings it just it just brings out sides to you that you never knew existed. Exactly. I was exactly. telling that I mean I started my business during the ASU strike when we were we were doing six months at home and I just oh, said I needed to do something. something. Right. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um so let's talk about your business. How did you start? And okay, let me let, I mean it's a it's a twofold question. How did you start and why shoes? Did you delve into anything else before then or You've you've always had this fascination with shoes, so okay. I don't I don't I don't just shoes now. You do male shoes. Yeah, I actually came from female shoes to male so, shoes. Okay, so okay, so evolved. Okay, so 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 so, so, so let's start, let's start from the background. How did how did you get into the the, the business of of shoe making? Okay, so let me give you a little backstory. Um, right from my childhood, I've always found it difficult to 
get my feet size. <laughs> yeah, Amaka is, Amaka, mean, is, Amaka is tall. Amaka <laughs> is tall. She's you are you are you? I'm a six foot two. And she she now wore heels today again. So <laughs> I look like a midget behind no, me. No, that's a lie. Actually, <laughs> okay, yeah. So um, I have I have a very big feet for a lady. I wear forty four. Wow, right now. <laughs> yes, I wear forty four right now. So I kind of find it difficult to get my you know, footwear is my size, yeah. yeah. If my sister isn't sending to me from the US or, you know, it's just, it either comes a size smaller mm-hmm. or, you know, exactly. So, I was in school and um, I traveled down to Oka for a wedding and there was this friend of mine, she was my childhood friend from secondary school. Right. So, I stayed over her place, you know, the, during the weekend and she was preparing for some, I think, science and arts, whatever, in her school, in Unisic at the time. Okay. Yeah, and she's a shoemaker as well. <laughs> Shout out to V. She's a shoemaker as well. So, after the wedding, she asked that I, you know, help her out to do some stuff, cutting. Right. I, I had no idea about shoemaking, about sleepers or stuff. I, I found it really interesting. Right. And I'm like, if I stay, will you make a sleepers for me? And she's like, yes, she will. I'm like, okay. I gave you a shot and I helped her out to do what I could do. Yeah, Yeah, she actually kept her promise. And then when I went back to school, I said to myself, ah, Amaka, you watched if we do this in Oka. You could just try something. Does Ibibe still make shoes? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She's still in Oka. Okay. She stays in Oka, yes. Right. So um, I'm like, you watched if we do this, why can't you try and, you know, do something? Try and see if you could do something. So I got to some market called. Wax market in Calabar. Right. I got materials and I started watching YouTube videos and I called it a bit up and I told her, Oh, I want to try my hands on sleepers making and all that, not sandals yet. I think let me start from the regular the, the cross regular, straps yeah. and all that. I said, like, Okay, that's a great one. I'm like, You know, give it a shot. I kept watching YouTube videos, you know, like that, like that, like that, like that. I got good to an extent, you know, and I realized that. My friends, when I wear my slippers to school, they're like, Amaka, where did you make your slippers? Where did you get your slippers? And I like, it's beautiful. And that was how I started selling it. It was like, you know, wow. something I wanted to do for just myself. For yourself, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I had difficulties getting my size right. in the market. Yes. Yeah, so I basically didn't have any plan trying to, you know, make money out of it and right. all that. But with time, when people kept asking me, oh, Amaka, I like your slippers. Where did you get the slippers? I'm like, I made it. I'm like, okay, make for me. I'll pay you. That was how I... So as it, you, 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 were, you were doing it yourself. Yeah. Um, at what point did you feel you needed to hire to, to hire extra hands? Like I said, I was in school. School, yeah. Yeah, while I was yes doing this making um making a business making out, a of, business, out yes. of my hobby, my one time hobby. Hobby, because, yeah, yeah. Um, my markets. How would I put it now? The demand for my the products demand. in school became. You more know, than what you exa- alone more than what I was looking at, or more than looking, what I expected, yeah, expected rather. Okay. Yeah. So I started looking out for shoemakers around school right. that I could just couple in my house, you know, then drop it with them, and they file the, for and me. And they file, okay. Yeah. So basically, that's what I was doing at the time, and I wasn't working with leathers or patterns that I have to sew on. Right. Yeah. So I was just working with like you know very simple designs that I just use. Um, gum. gum, gum, yes, and I'm done because, because my, my question was, um, how, how are you able to lay your hands on sewing on machines and, yeah, and, all and, that. And, and, and all of that? Okay, so what how you started was 
the really basic manual yes. stuff. Yeah, then I went when he got so you know choked up for me in school trying to ma- navigate business and school. I just right. sa- looked for shoemakers around. So I go to their shops, I just tell them, Oh, please help me file this. I'll show them this is the pattern, don't let it go, this don't let... just tell them what to do. And when I'm back from school, I pick it up and send it to my customers, please. What did you study in school? Microbiology. So would you would you consider yourself a would you would you have ever considered yourself a business person? Yeah, right from the onset. I always knew I was going to venture into business. Did you sell? Were you into buying and selling before you started making shoes? Um, yes, clothes at a point. Oh, okay. Before I went into school, I was going to get vintage shirts. Right. Okay, car vintage shirts. Right. Then I washed it. Shout out to you, man. <laughs> yeah, and at a point in school, I sold food too. Like you made them? Yes, I was making food and selling in school. Oh, okay. So, 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 I mean, so doing, doing this was, was this, was this, so now, um, my, my, my follow-up question will be, what, what informed the evolution from, okay, now I'm making, I'm making shoes for myself. Now I want to make, because of course, making shoes for yourself, you weren't applying to make any money. It was mm-hmm. just for your comfort. Yeah, and my comfort. Just to, cool. just, I just really stress. So how did, how did that, how did you take the, he knew that no, of course you knew that. Okay, at this point, I'm going to start making um, money. How did, how did you? What, what did you learn about? Um, did, did, did you have to learn anything about pricing, or you just tell yourself that you know what? I calculate the materials. This is the, this is the margin, and I keep it going. Okay, um, I would say that I just blindly went into business. Into business. Yes, because. At a point, like I said, in school, my footwears were like socially accepted. Like everybody's like, oh, Amaka, your slippers is quite cute. Yeah. Someone is cute, you know, where'd you get it? So I'm like, okay, you should give me money. I'll make it for you. <laughs> I wasn't so sure about the about price. About the price. Because the truth is, most of the materials I used then to mm-hmm. start making for the public yeah. were materials I bought for myself. Right, right. Exactly. So there were no, there was no, pri- there was no proper pricing, um, you know, stuff put in place. Put in place, yeah. Yeah, before then. So. Um, I'll say I did not put any proper. Okay, so I mean, well, along you, the line, I did actually. No, of course, of course. I mean, of course, of course, because if you if you if you did that, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure you. you I'll be here today, exactly. So you did. The name of your shoe company is called Derek Mano, actually. Yes. How did you How did you arrive at the name Derek Mano? <laughs> if it's something you want to share. Please. Yeah, my okay. I started my brand. It was a female brand so when it was a female brand was it still called Derek Manu? no it was called the malias footprints the malias yes so malia means queen right and my name is queen esther shout out to you queen esther yeah thank you <laughs> so it was more like the queen's footprint right yes so um along the line i brought my younger brother on board okay he was in nigeria at the time okay. now he's in school in Canada. So I brought him on board and he said to me that, oh, I mean, why can't we just, you know, do stuff together instead of having different brands? You just handle the female part of the business. He was also making shoes. Yeah, but I'm the one that taught him. Taught one. him, okay. Yes, all right, all right. yeah. So, and then that was how I said, okay, but we cannot, a man cannot wear a footwear that has a lady's name or whatever. And he's like, no, I should not say that. that. But I was insisting, I'm like, I don't mind if you, if you, you know, help me out with a name that sounds unisex and universal enough for everybody, you know. And so he came up with, his name is Derek, actually. Okay. So he came up with, Mano means hand. Okay, so in so Spanish. Derek's, Derek's so hand. it's more like Derek's hand, Derek's like hand. you get. Nice, because because I know that <laughs> yeah I, I I saw I saw I saw I saw a post you put on your Instagram <laughs> that 
excuse me, I'm not a man, no. I'm a lady, I'm please. I'm a lady, please. Uh, you know. A bouncing so did you, baby girl. Yeah, so, so, so did you... First of all, let, let, let me, let me be, 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 before I get ahead of myself, because some of these stories I, I know, but for, for, for the benefit of our listeners, let me break it down so that I don't get ahead of myself. How was that, the evolution from being a female, was it that females were not making shoes as much as guys do, as much as the males were, or? Okay, like I said earlier, um, there was a need for me to be innovative. Yes. There was a need for me to expand. There was right. a need for me to grow along the line. Do you understand? So I wanted to venture into shoes, right? But in this shoemaking industry... Oh, yes. sorry, sorry, Rebecca. Yes, that's true. You, you started with slippers. Yes. Then moved to sandals. Yes. Then shoes. Yes. Do you still, does the Derek Mano brand right now still do slippers? Yes. Derek okay. Mano brand does Derek Okay. All right. All right. Please. Yes. So I wanted to venture into shoes so bad, but I was limited to a lot of things like last. What's last? Shoe last. The shoe the mold. mold. Yes, the mold. It's okay. Shoe last. Okay. The shoe mold we use in production. Right. Yeah. We barely have like, you know, in, we barely have enough. Um, how do I put it? We barely have variety of um, patterns for shoe last for females. Females, okay. Yeah. You know, for a man now, we can get a James Bond last. We can get a capital last. You know, we can get a round face last. You're giving us uh, I'm just shoe, <laughs> cobbler, lingo now. Yeah, but, but I'm just, you get my point. Yeah. yeah, but you know, for ladies, you just have one funny pointy front that is always in the market. In the market, right. Yeah, there were just not enough Options, options to pick from. To pick from yeah. yeah, so I'm like, you know what? I can't just limit myself to slippers and sandals because this is a female um, brand. brand. Yes. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, Michael, why not just, you know, try to expand and learn how to make um, male, male footwear. Male, male footwear. Since we had varieties, we have varieties of lasses right. in, like in, the male, in the market for men foot, um, men's shoe lasses. Men's shoe lasses, so, okay. Yeah, that was just how I just transitioned. Wow. Yeah, so that that was now what made me go to a proper shoemaking school. Note that I was living off the knowledge of YouTube of and, and Abube's knowledge, Abube's yes, knowledge yes. for like two years straight wow. up in business. And then when I knew when when I knew it was time to expand, it was time to grow. I reached out to somebody in Calabar, a shoemaker. He's the best in Calabar, actually. Like. Yeah, shout out to you, Emmanuel Izima. Thank you so much. Funny thing is, Ima probably doesn't even know I'm Derek Mano. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so so um so this the, like does he have like a proper school with courses? Yeah, or you just, he, I just did like an apprenticeship thing. No, no, no. Ima has a proper shoemaking school, school. in Calabar, yes. Like a duplex. Right. Yeah, so he has, you know, it has a workshop section where the graduates now learn and all yes. of that. Yes. He, he gives us like um, the leverage to come to the workshop and use his space. All we do is pay for fuel and that's like a very good one. Right. Yeah. So all that time you, you went to the shoemaker, how, how, long, how long was that for? Um, This was, I trained for, I paid for six months actually, but I trained for three months. That's why you're like, <sighs> so you're a, you're a shoemaking school dropout. No, I'm not like I'm a dropout person. <laughs> COVID actually happened along the line. Oh, right, right, right. COVID happened and everybody had to go back home and... Right. Yeah, but oh, when okay, I... okay, okay. Yeah, when I came back... So at that point, you didn't, you didn't think, oh, you need to finish up. Or, but because the, when the, I came The information back, you got in was what you were good. Yes. The information, the, the knowledge I got from... Knowledge, rather. Yeah, the knowledge I got from Ima was perfect enough for me 
to run with. Yes. And then of course you also had I mean you've been you've been working for the last Yeah, and years. I have been feeding myself Feel, with yeah. YouTube videos. videos. So even while with Ima, it was really easy for me. Because a couple of times you say, I'm okay, you're doing well, you're really grasping really fast. Did he know that you had a background in shoemaking? Yes, he knew, but he knew that I was just limited to slippers and sandals and knowledge. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, prior to that. Then um during COVID, I mean everywhere was locked down now. So I had to train with a chef friend of mine. Check. A chef friend of chef mine. friend, okay. Yeah, so when I was done with my I will not call it culinary training <laughs> because I didn't pay for it, but he was um doing something in, in the Cross River government house right. yeah with um the with governor ben ayade okay of course university yeah so i was just helping him in the kitchen and getting some knowledge and i mean yeah so when i came back to lagos after that and i got the proper proper shoemaking <laughs> knowledge i will i've been yearning, yearning for. for yeah because you did you went, lagos, to, you, you went to another another school again i won't say i went to another school but um there was this guy around my house that um He's a shoemaker, actually. So I pa- I was going for a checkup one time, and I passed, and I'm like, ah, I like this guy's shoes, though. They're really nice. And I stopped by, and I said to him, but um, how much will I pay for him to, for me to take an advanced training mm. with him and all that? And you know these roadside people? I suppose it's very fair. And, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And I jumped on it, and it just made me know that, ah, it's like I've been playing in Calabar. I thought, like, I knew it all, but, yo, Lagos people are really doing it. Yeah, yeah. They are really, really doing it. Like, I can tell you for a fact that in Calabar, my boss is the best in Calabar. But when, when he comes, comes to, to Lagos, Lagos. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's going to have to take some seats back. <laughs> you get my point? Because in Lagos, everybody is like, you know, is it, is it, the competition is really yes, high. Yes, yes. So you just constantly have to be... Always um, coming up with something yes, fresh. Something, you have to be yeah, at your best. At your best, yeah. Yes, basically. Okay, so um, you've, 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 been, you've, you've been doing this shoemaking thing all throughout school at what point did you realize that now nah, i think this is what i want to do full-time like okay um this micro you did microbiology microbiology this is microbiology business is <laughs> it's like saying a year ago <laughs> no, no no i'm actually going to further actually i actually have plans on furthering to do nursing or medical microbiology more like clinical pathology Okay, okay. Like majoring in majoring my field in, of study. Yeah, yeah. Study, yeah. So yeah, it's not something I'm just going to dump like that. Nope. But, but the man will get you now. Yes, for now. Because I mean, I'm done with school, but I've not served. Okay, okay. Yes, I <laughs> my mean... results the, haven't been vetted. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, crazy. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fact that um, you are you are um, young and you already like know this, this is what I want to do and you are diving straight into um, um, uh, business. So... My, my, another question I wanted I wanted I wanted to ask was, yes, fine. The technical aspect of the of the business, which is the shoemaking, you had you have you you got it on on lock. How do, how are you able to navigate your way in the business side in terms of sourcing for leathers, um, purchasing equipment? How did that how did that come about? Did you did, how are you getting funding? Um, um, how are you getting? How are you getting funding primarily? primarily? What, how are you getting customers? Uh, was it was it just referrals or how did you? How are you going about that? Um, I started off with referrals actually. Okay. I mean, when your product speak for, speaks for you. Yeah, so I started off with referrals. Then um, along the line, I started taking um, courses online. Yes. On how to navigate Instagram marketing, Facebook marketing, you know, and what have you. 
Um, but like I always tell people, don't try to do too much at the same time. You're going to miss out on mm. it. So I try to narrow down my niche. Right. Right, yeah. And understand where my customers are coming, coming from. from. Yeah. I have a friend, Dougie. Shout out to Douglas. Douglas was like a, a very great um, pillar for me in my business. You know, when I spoke to Dougie about my business and all that, he's like, oh, I mean, I have um, a jazz club. In, he has a jazz club in Abuja. It's called Camden Jazz Club. Okay. So Dougie's like, oh, there's a platform on WhatsApp where he has his jazz members on. That he's gonna put me on the platform. I should just advertise pictures of my products and and that was it. So yeah. yeah, people trusted me because of Douglas. Because of Douglas, yeah. I mean, I have made footwears for the former governor of Joss because of Douglas. Oh, wow. Yes, like I have met people. Like, because, because of, of Douglas, because of yes. Yeah. So his platform exposed me to a lot. Right. There was even one time in 2019, one of his um, friends, Mr. Nathan, that became my customer, gave me a slot to come and exhibit at Abuja International Trade Fair. Did you go? No, I didn't go. I had to go back to school. Oh, right, right, Terrible. Right. It was a very terrible timing and it really hurt me so bad. So yeah, Dougie really helped me. So getting financing to stand, I would say that I got majority of that from Douglas's referrals, referrals because they were not buying one. These men were buying five footwears at once, and many times a lot of them left me with change. <laughs> like I'm like, you guys don't have what to use your money to do. <laughs> You're so kind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I was, I was because I was. I, I saw myself in a particular place, mm-hmm. and I, I said, I set a time frame to myself. Right. You know, so I was always saving my money. To make sure that I can hit my target at the stipulated time. time. Yeah, so I'll say that WhatsApp marketing worked for me. Right. But like I said, you cannot just be in one particular place. You have to when you when you're sure you have dominated, dominated this place, then you, you look for somewhere else to transition places, to. Yeah. yeah. So I tried to transition to Facebook. It wasn't working out for me. And I tried Instagram marketing. I noticed that Instagram marketing was, was working very well. And that was it. That was it. I started working on adverts. You know, I I started doing um what um Instagram adverts. adverts yeah. yeah, I started learning how to use hashtags, how to create content, how to snap pictures that are you know acceptable <laughs> <laughs> because people will be like, ah, oh, it's about to not look fine. It's fine if you like, but if you're not getting the right angles. Yeah, if you're not getting the right angles, you cannot market that product. Yeah, you get you get my point. So yeah, that was basically how I was able to raise funds. <laughs> I mean, for because I want to go back again to how um, you were able to juggle schoolwork because I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure at the point you were getting busy with, with um, um, making um, footwear for customers that did it in any way start threatening work um, school school yes it did yes it did um that was where the guy that i trained with the in lagos guy. in okay. first act, that was where he came into the picture okay so when i went back to school i just called him and when i noticed that things were getting you know a bit choky for choky, me in yeah. school i called him and i'm like oh what's up can you handle my production for me how much will i pay you prepare since i'm not in lagos to source the materials and give to you blah 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 and then he's like okay so he gave me his price then and i'm like what's the point of having all my packaging materials in calabar i mean even sending from calabar self can be a really really big struggle because calabar is like in the middle of somewhere that is far from everywhere where my customers where are you sourcing were you, customers, were you were, were, how, how easy was it to source um raw materials in calabar 
it was easy initially. Calabar to Abba is like one hour, 30 minutes, one hour, 45 minutes. Were you always going to Abba to search your Yes, um, two times in a month. Calabar itself didn't have a leather market. They, they have in Watts, but it, oh, they, yes, they don't have... They didn't, I really wanted the more. The options were not Yes, as I really wanted more. And, like okay. I, wanted, I, I really wanted more for my brand. I just didn't want to be limited to the regular plain calf skin. Right, right. I wanted to be able to play around, you know, basket leathers, woven leather, right. engraved leathers. Right. Do you understand? So Abba had the option i was looking for right okay yeah so searching searching um, in Aba wasn't i won't say it was it was difficult for me it wasn't but when the road got really terrible i just had that to take drove like, from calabar to Aba. it got so terrible oh there was a time my i almost had a major accident on the road that's wow. why i just said no i'm not doing this no more like our vehicle was literally almost, almost somersaulting like I, I had my heart in my mouth <laughs> basically and i just said no i'm not doing this anymore so that was when I now started outsourcing the guy production. in Lagos here, production in Lagos here. And funny enough, I realized it was faster for me because most of my customers were in Lagos and Abuja when I had to well, you, transition yes. into the male. Um, yes, the male footwear field, yeah. Yeah, so most of my customers were in Lagos and Abuja. So logistics was very easy. I just have, I have got this good in front of my house. Okay. So they just drop off. I got this good sense anywhere, but in Calabar you have to wait. You they will tell you forty eight hours. Sometimes the vehicle will spoil on the road. You have to be in your mouth because you don't even know what to say to so people. So a lot of times you did not see the product. It was I mean, physically. No, my brother always snaps them and says right, he right. always assesses, assesses them. Yes. Yeah, before sending. Out. So how do, how does how does it work? Do you have pre-made designs which they pick from or People send designs to you where you can um, ch- check out what they have. Okay. Um, check out what you have, pick from, um, uh, or pick or send send what they want, and you do them. How does it work? Okay, I'd say prior to now, this was another reason why I stopped doing female footwear. Right. Prior to now, I wanted to um, how do I put it? Get the best out of my hands. Mm-hmm. Try to know how to make different patterns. You know. I don't know if you get my... I was exploring I a lot, a lot of... of yeah. past, but I realized that I wasn't building an original brand. Huh. Okay. People were giving me Henry slippers to replicate. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Everybody, you're buying... You're shopping Derek Manuel. You want good chair in your slippers. No, why are you going to do that? <laughs> I'm talking about coach. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> no, because... Do you get my point? Yeah. So I, I'm like... How long do I want to keep? I'm not trying to be an aboki kind of shoemaker. Yeah. I'm trying to create a name for myself in this industry. Do you understand? I want people to see Derek Mano for her originality. If you come to my page on Instagram, you would see that I don't even post other people's pictures. pictures yeah. It's a strictly Derek Mano pictures. Like I own my stuff. Do you understand? Yeah. So all your designs are original designs. They are original designs. Wow. Shout out so to that you. was why I stopped doing replicating Hermes, replicating this, repli- but oh, I do that for some Sancho's boots though because I like to play around boots. Okay. Yeah, shout out to JP. He taught me how to make boots. What do you think is your best, your most, your best selling um, product? It, it, your shoe line. Which which is your best? Which, which I have created your- a very big name for myself in the slippers and sandals industry. So you'd sell more slippers and sandals than shoes funny thing is i just introduced shoes into the picture officially like proper proper when um Mar- april this year after my exhibition on niger brand chick street fair 
Oh, okay. Yeah, because when I went for the exhibition, a lot of people kept asking, oh, your slippers are so beautiful. Why didn't you call me shoes? Why didn't you? I went with very few shoes to know if people would like would it like just as it. much as they like. And my shoes finished on the first day of sales. How many pairs did you take? In total, I went with um, 70 pairs of slippers and sandals. Then shoes, I went with 25 you cup s- soles. I sold all the shoes. I sold all my shoes on the first day. Shout, shout, out, out. shout out to you. Like, shout out to I you. Do, I'm like, I didn't know you guys would like shoes for Derek Manu. <laughs> Nobody told me this. Should I call you more? You get? Yeah. So now I am seeing that um, Derek Manu, people are accepting Derek Manu's shoes. Every day I wake up, I'm seeing one positive review nice. or the other. It just keeps me going, you know, by the day. So um, um, uh, let me, I want to I ask, how, how, how is it like being a female in a male... A female selling a male product. How easy, otherwise, is it for you? I mean, I know that you try to push the brand before yourself. Like you're always you 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 are you are you're always that. Which which, which which is why there's that there's that Conflict. confusion yeah. or that oh when people say oh bros yeah I, I, got, I want to buy shoe and then they bro. say hey bro hey, I'm bro, not your bro uh-huh. tiny bro eh? <laughs> that so. How is it so so t- tell me how how is how is it how easy is it or otherwise being a female in a male uh, selling a male product and will I say will, will I call it the male dominated industry? Is it really isn't you, you're it just really a female isn't. selling yeah. a male, male product. product yeah. yeah. Um I'd say I'll say it's easier than when I was um doing female food swears. Yes, because men are so precise with what they want. Mm. First of all, they don't want stress. They don't shout want out, you to, to yeah. Shout out to y'all, my <laughs> Odogos. They don't want me to do so many things and so many designs and look for turquoise, purple, yellow, green thing. You know, as in stress the point. So, blue is yeah, blue, green is green, yeah, black is you black. You get my point. So, in aspect of production, it's really, really stress and hassle-free for me. Okay. Right. Yeah. But you know, sometimes the only part of the story that I do not like sometimes is when they try to hit on me, like. <laughs> Can y'all calm down? I'm only trying to sell my market. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I know. Which, which, which is which is why which is why which is why I asked that question because um, um I have I have I mean I think I think the reverse goes. I softly I softly just put everybody in their put place, everybody actually. in their place. Yeah. Yes. But would would you say would you say um um it's um it's easier to get your message across um in in selling when you are trying to market like do you have to convince um, is it is it is it is it is it, is it a whole lot of work trying to convince people to buy, or is just um, come and buy what I'm selling and then what I said, bring like ten. God has blessed me. It used to be it used to be a lot of you know um, convincing mm-hmm. to do, but I, I feel like I'm at a point in my business where people see what they like on like, my page yeah. and they just want to get it. Right. You get so. I think I've passed that level where I have to over speak over because right. first of all I have a return and refund policy. Oh okay. Yeah, I mean you get a Derek Mano footwear, you, you what you get is not what you order. Feel free to return it. You what you get, maybe you have an issue with your product. Mm-hmm. You know, ugh, please send it back to me. You know, so I I don't I don't I don't have I don't I don't have to over convince people so when they when it tries to get to that stage i just tell them so do you know what we have a refund and return policy so if you're not satisfied with your purchase please feel free to send it back to me i'll give you your money 100 
<laughs> wow. So it just makes them that's feel safe. Safe that, that oh, because come on, a business owner confident. that's not going to give you good products would not be offering. Would not be offering you. that. Yeah. yeah. But because I know the value I bring to your feet. What would you say, Derek Mano has that? I mean, no, none other, no other, um, locally. Well, I, I'm trying to trying to put this in a. What makes my What's brand your, different? What makes your brand different? Yes, I mean, thank you for the for um, what, what makes what, what makes makes your brand different? What do you think makes your brand different? Okay, like I said earlier, that I said I better my brand because I find I found it difficult to get my um, shoe sizes. Right. Yeah, so um, when I was actually transitioning into male footwears, right, I started off by learning how to make big feet shoes. Yes. Like for big feet men. But right now you do all sizes. Now I do all sizes. Okay. So what I'll say that what what has kept my or distinguished my brand from other brands is, I I get I get customers say, oh um please my feet is, I wear size fifty doesn't mean my shoe should come looking like a boot. <laughs> so you yeah. see, I meticulously take my time into production. Like I do not I do I I pay I pay you know maximum attention to details. My customer shoes is like. You know, I handle it like I'm handling my life. What's the average time, average production time for a pair of shoes? I give five to seven working days because you don't rush greatness. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, many nice, a nice, time, nice. Many a time, many a time, actually. I think, I, think I think I'll call I'll call this episode, You Don't Rush Greatness. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th- I think many a time I actually, you know, meet up. But because I do not like to be under pressure. Okay. Yeah, I just tell them five to seven working days. Sometimes I text them in like three working days. I'm like, you're shooting. Like, ah, uh-uh. Are you serious? I'm like, she yeah. But you know, I just don't want anybody to be liver, on my neck. Yeah, yeah. Because you, there are a lot of uncertainties in business. Logistics number one. Yeah. Dispatch riders will play with your mind. True. Like they would test your sanity. Yeah, you understand? So I don't like all of that unnecessary pressure. So I like to work at my pace. But when you want something done ASAP, you better keep your coins for express. So do you ever think production. you would do ready to wear? Um, yes. Ready to wear in terms of I would work products readily available. Readily available, yes. Yeah, I'm actually working on a showroom now. Yes. You had to make me steal the tea here. <laughs> I'm actually working you on You heard it here first anyway. <laughs> I'm actually working on a showroom now. After the um, Niger Branching Trade Fair, I would say that that was, in, that was like one of my major milestones in business. Right. Because it, ex- it, it, um, how it exposed me to a lot. Like the audience he exposed me to mm-hmm. was mind-blowing. After that trade fair, I have been getting customers that want to buy stuff ASAP. A-S-A-P. Yeah. Prior to that, I was always leaving off, oh, you must, it has to be on pre-order. Pre-order. It has to be yeah. this, it has to be that. But the audience I got after the trade fair was just so mind-blowing and I didn't want to lose them. Mm-hmm. So I just said to myself, Amaka, do you know what? You need to start producing and keeping on shelf. On shelf so I just used my shelf at home. Right. Yeah, her homework beginners. One day we're going to show our story <laughs> on that. So I use my shelf at home, but I produce. Currently, on um, today's, what, today's Thursday, Yeah. on Monday, I finished production for 70 pairs of sleepers. Not belonging to anybody, just to Not sell. belonging, nah. Okay, so so what 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 informs what informs the what informs the size? What's the biggest size you have currently? What what's because I have currently 48. Okay. Yeah, I have a 48, 48. sandal. What's the smallest size you have? 39. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if somebody with a size fifty, fifty one comes in, you you can you 
You've got the person. Um, 50-51, no. Like, if you want to come in for pickup, no. No, so I'm talking about to make a, sh- a person. Come on, so I've made 54. Don't play on my hands. 54? Yes, please. Did you have, did, have you met the person before? No. I don't know how tall the person is. He's a giant, actually. I've seen his pictures. His name is Saifani. He lives in Abuja. He 54. is a giant. Just saw this man's picture. I'm like, what is this? What did he make? Shoes? Yes. And you know, it took me, it, it was a lot of work because I had to pad a size 50 last. And let me tell you, padding, if you're not careful while padding, that shoe is going to lose shape. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> because you have to keep using the macros to pad and blend, pad and blend with your filing machine. If you don't get it right, then... Last is... The highest size it last comes is 50. The highest I have is 50. They might have higher ones. They might have higher ones. Yeah, higher but the highest one. I have is 50. Wow. Wow. What's what's the what's the what's the what's what's the what's the plan for Derek Derek Mano say in the next five years? Um in the next five years Derek Mano should have like two showrooms yeah. in Lagos, one in Abuja, hopefully because that's where I have like um sixty percent of my clientele. Of your clientele. Yes, I have them in Have you Abuja. been to Abuja before? Yes, I have countless times, but I've never even got to meet any of my customers. <laughs> <laughs> because I never show up. You should know me that I'm shy behind this whole thing. You should know that. Yes, she's actually shy. shy. Um, We have to to do a lot of uh, breathing exercises. (laughs) But I'm surprised that she's she's on a roll. It's in a business. Actually trying to convince um, your fellow colleagues in terms of, one, the fact that your product is is, is good to pricing. Yes, it is. No, you have to say is what's the price? Is what the tag price tag? Yes, because sometimes I feel like, oh, Shola, why, 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 why are you? Why, why, why are you yeah, ex- exactly. I'm like you guys. So, so for that, for that, for that person who is um is about to start a business and is in the middle of let's say also in school and um, starting a business. What's your what what's your advice for that person? Okay, um, my advice to a young entrepreneur in young school. Young entrepreneurs, yeah. Okay, in school, in transition, in a job that they don't like and they want to, up, uh, <clears throat> they want to, they want to evolve into full-time business. I'll say always you have your eyes on your goals. Like set out your goals first things first. You have to set out your goals because I feel like if you do not have your goals all set out, you're just moving afloat. You're moving confused. Mm. You don't have a direction. So you need to set out your goals and always have your your mind on it people usually say oh don't depend on your friends and family for your first but that's a lie <laughs> that's a lie because trust me um if we if we do the statistics it's difficult to convince a stranger to purchase from from, from a yes, startup, from startup yes. yeah like they're like oh why should we purchase from you can i see receipts can i see what you've done exactly but you don't even have samples of that i don't know you i don't like who, <laughs> who are you bro where did you come from where did you come from yeah yeah exactly but i could tell my brother that oh he came please i want to make this slippers you know give me my cost price let me just have this sample to show people that right. I can do, do this. It. Yeah. I did that with my friends. Izzy, Whitney, Favor, Pearl. Shout out to you guys. I love you guys <laughs> so much. Because with all of my imperfections at the beginning stage, these girls kept giving me money to better so, myself. Yeah. I mean, I remember adding some profits to my like some good profit for myself then. And my friend Zini, she didn't mind. And she's like, I'm like, I want you to be better at this. I can see that your mind is here. 
Wow. Zini would I'll tell Zini, I'll say Zini, I can't completely get this design. Or maybe if I didn't get the design she wanted at the time, you know, she would give me a chance to like be better. She would even give me more money to get more materials. You get my point? Just to, just so that I can perfect my hand in that particular pattern. So I would not say, I would tell them that they should not listen to people that say your family and friends are not your first customers. That's a lie. That's a very big lie. Yeah, yeah. It just depends on the angle you're seeing from. Angle, yeah. When you have supportive family and friends, those are your first customers. I mean, what is family if they cannot support, support you? Yeah. yeah. So um, first of all, you have to have your mind, your head focused on your goals. Do not miss it at that. Then secondly, you need to get samples of your products to show the world that I can bring this value mm -hmm. to your table. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yeah, so work closely with your family and friends to be able to, you know, get better at your craft and your field. Then thirdly, I'll say, yeah, first of all, you have to hold God. Yes, we all know about that. Yeah. Uh, none of us know about that. <laughs> uh, okay, please, you guys have to hold God tight though, because ah, uh, who are you holding? <laughs> what are you <even> doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also say that um, what I want to say now, I also say that you should um always be innovative. Look, that cannot be overemphasized. Yeah, yeah. It cannot be. You cannot keep sitting in one particular place, limiting yourself to one particular thing. thing. Try to diversify mm -hmm. your craft. Try to diversify, you know, your niche. Mm -hmm. Another thing is they need to study their niche. Yes. So as a startup, if you do not narrow your business to a particular niche, you're going to miss it. And that was where I was glad that I took a break and I took a halt from the female footwear. Yeah. Because I'm sure that by now I'd have probably just been wallowing Ooh. and wallowing. Do you still do, 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 do you do females? You don't do female stuff at all anymore? Uh, Special order? I do it for my customers that their wives want me to make for, you to know? Some, oh, okay, yeah, but yeah. I don't put it out there anymore. Out there, yeah. Yes, because I don't even have those patterns anymore. I let it out. I've given it out. Give it up. Yes. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. So for startups, first of all, they need to hold God tight. They need to write out their goals. You need to, it is very important. When you have your goals written out, you know what you're, you know when you're progressing and when yeah. you are not. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. Then also, there's a need to be innovative. There's a need to narrow down their, their um, how do I put it, their business to a particular niche. Mm -hmm. Okay, who am I serving? For instance, I told you earlier, I was looking out for serving people that were in need of big foot shoes. Yes, yes, yes. You know, people, big feet men that. Had, did they not get their size? Yeah, we're having yes, challenges. Get, get size. Yeah, that was where I narrowed my my almost called my business. Your business. Yeah, until I started, you know, diversifying and making for other sizes. Right. So yeah, that's it. That's my advice to them. And good luck in the journey of life because entrepreneurship in Nigeria is not easy. It's um, entrepreneurship in Nigeria is um, like a, it's like a staple chase obstacle course. Oh. You know? Yeah, and and that's why that's why on the podcast we try to we, we we what we try to do is celebrate people that have overcome those challenges and are flourishing and are doing and and had are doing amazing things. Thank you so much, Amaka, for Thank stopping by the podcast. Much, you see, I can't believe I did this. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad I did. Yes, 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 yes. And where where can we find? Derek Mano, if um, we want to purchase an item. Okay, yes. You can find Derek Mano in Festac. You can find Derek Mano in, on Instagram. Okay. And yeah, I have a stock, a stockist shop in Abuja. Okay, can we, can we have that? Yeah, um, Kingsvine Luxury, they're in Wusei Okay. 
Yeah, I'm not sure of the address. I have to go through. Anyway, we'll, we'll put it on... Um, yeah. We'll put it on... Um, Kingsvine Luxury. Uh, I stock up my shoes in Kingsvine Luxury stores. How do you spell Derek Mano? D-E-R-E-K-M-A-N-O. Is it not Derek Mano Luxury? Yes, then there's a luxury. And I add this now. You asked, how do I spell No, Derek how do you... Man? Like, like what's your handle? Am I, am I the one that should okay, be... Okay, at Derek Mano. At D-E-R-E-K-M-A-N-O. <laughs> L-U-X-U-R-Y. Should I'm going to strangle you for this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell that we had uh, we are we are having a swell time here. Um, I think one of one of my most favorite episodes, I must say. Um, thank you all for listening to the pod. Find us on Instagram um, and Twitter at Coffee Beans Pod. Send us a mail, um, coffeebeanspod at gmail.com. Until the next episode of the podcast. Keep listening, drink coffee, and stay inspired. I'm out. Bye, guys. Do remember, and um, don't forget, you do not rush greatness. Don't rush greatness. Yes, that's the title of this episode. Don't <laughs> rush greatness. All right. Bye, everyone.